from Berg for being here, here on Zoom tonight. Everyone hear me? Yeah, okay, great. And uh, um, welcome everybody. It is so nice to see all of your names, not videos, because you're all blank. <laughs> um, but we really, really appreciate always being able to interact with you. As always, please make sure to reach out to Tomer Devorah Alumni Connections to my email or my WhatsApp. You guys all know how to reach me. Um, for any other ideas or requests about what you'd like to see happen. And without further ado, he doesn't need an introduction from Bird. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for being here. I just want to start by honoring a very vulnerable feeling that I'm having, uh, and that is the feeling of giving a shear on Zoom. Uh, I have, Bar Hashem, not given shirim on Zoom since COVID, and I just want to honor for myself and for everybody here the post-traumatic stress disorder that is very much present, at least for me, uh, having the three screens, now four, where I can actually see your faces versus the rove empty screens. I feel like I'm back in that very beginning of post-Purim COVID. And um, that was a perfect example. I won't say anything, but that was a perfect example that just happened right now of why we keep screens off. And it's, uh, it's great to be back. Um, I also just want to say that um, because of this beautiful initiative that Tomer Devorah is running, um, we chose to do a shir tonight on the topic of tzedakah as it relates to the mitzvah of tshuva. As I'm sure many of you know, uh, tzedakah is fundamental to the mitzvah of tshuva. I'm sure we were all crying out on Rosh Hashanah, Tshuva, Utfila, Utstaka, Ma'avira, Masra, Part of the breaking of the decree, which we'll have to understand in a deep way what this means, but part of the breaking of the decree uh, that could potentially go against us is the mitzvah of tzedakah. And the question is, why is the mitzvah of tzedakah so absolutely fundamental? So I just want to go through a couple of uh, marmakomos with you, or maybe a little bit more of a textual type of shear. But if you look at the psukim in Re'ei, in Tvarim, the psukim talk about the mitzvah of tzedakah. It says, Ki evyon, If there will be a needy person, achecha, one of your brothers, sharecha, in one of your cities, in your land, lach, that Hashem gave you, lo ta'ametz, lo ta'ametz do not harden your heart, lo yadcha, do not close your hand, from your impoverished brother. Rather, what should you do? You should open your hand, low to him. You should lend him what he needs to give him that which he is lacking. Why? Be careful. Maybe there will be in your heart an unfaithful thought. And you'll say, Karva Shnasa Sheva, Shnasa Shmita, the seventh year, the Shnasa Shmita is coming. And what will happen is you're gonna you're gonna begrudge your impoverished brother, you won't give to him, and he will cry out to Hashem against you, and it will be a chait. Rather, nason titen lo, you should surely give him. Lo yera levavcha b'sitcha lo, right? Your heart shall not be grieved when you give to him. Ki beglal hadavar zeh, 
because of this, Hashem will bless you in all of your work and in all of your endeavors. So if you look at the actual psukim, the psukim make reference to two organs in our body. The most obvious organ that we see that's spoken about is the hand. And that makes sense because the hand is actually what's giving tzedakah here. But if you look in these psukim, in four psukim, three times, what's mentioned is the heart. The heart is mentioned several times here. Why is it so important that HaKadosh Baruch Hu mentioned the heart as it relates to tzedakah? Now there's a Tosefta in Ksuvis. The Tosefta in Ksuvis 68a compares anyone who doesn't give tzedakah to somebody who worships idolatry. Why? Because if you look in the Pasuk over, in, let's say, in Dvarim, I believe it's Dvarim 13. Dvarim 13, is that correct? I want to make sure I get this. Yes, Dvarim 13, 14. The Pasuk there says, Yatsu anashim b'nei b'li'al mekerbecha, unfaithful men have gone forth from among you, and they led inhabitants of the city astray, and they said, let's go worship other gods. So this Lashon, this Lashon that we see over here, Yatsu Anashim, Bnei Belial, we also find by our Psukim of Tzedakah. This is what the Tosefta points out. It says by us, I apologize, where does it say it? Where does it say? Give me one moment. Maybe there will be an unfaithful thought in your heart. So from here, the Tosefta says, just like it says Belial over there by Avodah Zara, so too it says Belial over here when it comes to tzedakah. And therefore, anybody who does not give tzedakah, it's like they're an idolater. The question is, why is tzedakah considered a rebellion against HaKadosh Baruch Hu? That's not what we would have expected. We would have expected that tzedakah is a bad midah. A person is miserly, a person is stingy. But Chazal tell us that, no, it's even more than that. It's a rebellion against Hashem. The question is why. If you actually look in the sources, and we're going to go through a couple of them inside, if you actually go through the sources and you look at what type of tzedakah we should give, it's very clear, and we're going to see it inside, that it's not enough to give tzedakah. That's not enough. Actually, something else needs to be done as well. So let's first take a look at the Sefer HaMitzvot, Sefer HaChinuch. The Sefer HaChinuch says, Mitzvah tzedakah, lasos tzedakah ematzarach eleha, besimcha uvetuv levav. So what's clear, according to the Sefer HaChinuch, is it's not enough just to give tzedakah, but it has to be done b'simcha v'tuv levav. In other words, the nature of the mitzvah of tzedakah is that it's not enough to give over money to the person who needs it. That, of course, that's what we would call the hand experience. But there has to be a heart experience, an emotional experience, that comes along with giving tzedakah. It needs to be done b'simcha v'tuv levav. Let's take a look in the Shulchan Aruch. These are real sources here. We're not playing games. The Shulchan Aruch, Yoradeya, 249.3. The Shulchan Aruch says, Tzorach litein atzdaka b'sefer panim yafos, b'simcha uvatov levav, umesonein ima'ani b'tzaro, umedaber lo divrei tanchumim, v'imnasna b'panim zoafos, v'raos, hitzid zechuso. In other words, you should give tzedaka 
Safer Panam Yafos, you should look glad on your face, joy, and with a good heart. Not, not only that, but listen to what he says, A person has an obligation to sit with the Ani in his state of Tsar. In other words, there needs to be a real joining. There needs to be an experience that I'm with you. There has to be a sense of comfort that we bring to the Ani. And if you give tzedakah, even if you gave a very nice check, but you give it you give it in a in a in a way that the ani feels like you're displeased, you don't really want to give it. He says, So you see clearly from here that what's the idea? That if the idea of tzedakah was merely to give a person what they need, so then we would be able to say, I gave him a hundred dollars, I gave him a hundred eighty dollars. But that's not the key. The key of giving tzedakah has to be that you're joining with the Ani. In other words, there's an emotional experience that the giver is meant to go through. And of course, of course, it has to be done in such a way to appease the emotional discomfort of the receiver. But it's even more than that. It's not just the emotional discomfort of the receiver. We have to be people who give We have to become people that know how to sit with another person in their pain. There's an empathy that's meant to exist. As Medaber Divrei means not only that they should feel comfortable, but that we should be people that are capable of giving comfort to another. And again, this idea really comes from the Psukim. It's not just the hand that gives, but it's the heart that feels along with the Ani. You see this also in the Rabbeinu Yonah. The Rabbeinu Yonah in Shari Tshuva says Beferish, he says, A person has to be very careful from becoming miserly. A person needs to be a generous spirit. Like the Pasuk says in Mishlei, Somebody who is generous is blessed. It's not enough just to give what needs to be given. A person needs to express this trait, and needs to, I'm sorry, plant this trait of generosity within himself. In other words, the mitzvah of tzedakah is designed for us to become givers. And that's why the Pasuk says, you're not allowed to have any regrets. You have to give to the Ani readily. And then again, the Rabbeinu Yonah quotes from our Pasuk, Lo Ta'ametz, A person has to be very careful not to chas v'shalom become cruel. That a person has to be planting within himself a merciful a merciful type of charity. As a person needs to be a generous person. And that's really what the entire idea of tzedakah is about. The entire idea of tzedakah is not merely giving someone what they need, but it's actually becoming someone who's compassionate, who's kind, who's empathic. It's a way of relating to the Ani himself. And this is why the Rambam in Avos says that the best type of, uh, the best type of giving is to give frequently. It's not enough just to give once a big check, but rather it's better to do small Small acts of giving over and over and over again. The Rambam says if a person gives a thousand golden coins at one time and nothing to the next poor person, he will not acquire this trait of generosity as someone who gives willingly a, gold, a golden coin a thousand times. Why? 
Because at the end of the day, even though you've given the same amount of tzedakah, one person has constantly expressed this midah of generosity over and over again. In other words, the idea of giving, the idea of giving has to become a part of who we are. It's not enough merely to give tzedakah to satisfy the needs of the ani, but it has to be something that transforms us into a particular type of person. The question is, why is this? Why is this? Why is it so important that we have to become people that give? So there's a beautiful Rav Hirsch that I want to read to you. Rav Hirsch on this Pasuk in Re'ei, Dvarim 15.7. Lo Ta'ametz, Rav Hirsch says, literally means, do not forcefully impose upon your heart. The implied assumption of this expression is that if Jewish hearts are permitted to give free rein to their natural impulses, they will do good. And that only cold, calculating, selfish considerations can suppress these impulses. Jewish hands also are by nature open to the poor and also can be closed up only by such unnatural selfishness. And that's why the Pasuk says, you shall not shut your hand. In other words, what's Reverse saying? Reverse is saying that the natural condition of the Jewish soul is generous. The Pasuk has to tell us, don't go against the natural person that you are. This is a big chiddush of Rav Hirsch, because up until now we've been speaking about giving generously. And the Rambam said a person needs to train themselves to do that. What Rav Hirsch is adding on, which I think is so beautiful and so relevant to all of us, is we're not going against the grain of the Jewish soul by training ourselves to be compassionate, by training ourselves to be generous. No, the exact opposite. The reason why it's so important to give that one golden coin a thousand times is because what that does is it brings out the natural Jewish soul that we all have inside of us. In other words, we're really supposed to let go. Let go of let go of everything and allow ourselves to be as we are. The natural Jewish soul as it is, is kind and compassionate and generous and empathetic. And this, if we would allow ourselves to be ourselves, so we would naturally give massive amounts of tzedakah. And why is this so important? Why is it so important for us to, to be this natural Jewish soul? It's because it's like being a healthy person, right? It's like a, if a person is smoking. The lungs are meant to breathe. Only the smoke right, stops the lungs from doing what it's naturally meant to do. The Jewish soul, in order for it to feel alive, in order for, it, in us, in order for us to feel its presence, has to be unleashed on the world. And we become like healthy because of that. So when a person gives, and they give freely and generously to the extent that they can, of their time, of their energy, of their money, and they do it repetitively, that's something that allows us to become harmonious with ourself. Where do we get that from? Do we just make that up? No. Really, this is the midah of Avram Avinu. The Rambam in Hilchas Matnas Aniyam. I'm going to read it to you inside because it's so beautiful. The Rambam in Hilchas Matnas Aniyam, chapter 10, Says, a person needs to be more careful with the mitzvah of tzedakah more than any other mitzvah in the Torah. Because someone who gives tzedakah, is, it's a simon that they are the progeny. They are the children of Avram Avinu. As it says in the Pasuk, why does HaKadosh Baruch Hu choose Avram Avinu? He says, I've known him because he commands his children, what? Lasso tzedakah. 
ve'ein kisei Yisrael miskonim v'dasa emes omedes ele b'tzdaka. And the throne of Klal Yisrael will not be established, nor will the true faith stand except through the mitzvah of tzedakah. Shanemar b'tzdaka tekonani. That we will be established through the mitzvah of tzedakah. Ve'ein Yisrael negalin ele b'tzdaka. And we will only be redeemed because of the mitzvah of tzedakah. Shanemar tziyom ba'mishpat tifteh deshava b'tzdakah. This is a very powerful Rambam. The Rambam's a halacha sefer. We wouldn't expect the Rambam to speak in such poetic, such flowery language. But the Rambam is giving us an unbelievable insight. The Rambam is telling us that to be a Jew means to be a generous person. And this is why we know that Chazal tell us that somebody who's not a generous person, chas v'shalom, right? The Gemara in Yevamos 79a says that if somebody is not a rachaman, right? If somebody doesn't have a, a, a certain compassion, Right? They're a cruel person. We question their ancestry. The question is, what does this mean? So there's an idea, a very important idea, that's brought down in Tanya. The Alter Rebbe explains as follows. We have two souls. We have a Nefesh Abahamis and a Nefesh Alokis. The Nefesh Abahamis is in survival mode. That's the nature of our bodies. The Nefesh Abahamis is the soul that animates our body. The body, by its definition, will die. It's a, it's a hard thing to think about, but the moment we're born, we begin to die. That's what happens. And so, some of us it's uh, shorter, for some of us it's longer, but everybody is in the process, ultimately, of decay. The, therefore, the primary midah of the Nefesh Bahamas is survival mode. That's what it means to be a, a, a person who has a Nefesh Bahamas. All we're trying to do is survive in this world. And so a person, from that perspective, will naturally be more miserly. If I've got $10, these are my $10, and I need these $10 in order to survive. However, we also have another soul, and this is the Nefesh Elokis. The Nefesh Elokis is the godly soul, and the nature of the godly soul, and by the way, this is the soul that makes us uniquely Jewish, the nature of the godly soul is that it is life. In other words, life cannot die. Life cannot die any more than salt can go bad. And the idea is that the difference between the Nefesh Bahamas and the Nefesh Elokis, I, I like the moving screens, by the way. Thank you very much. I, I also, uh, very often in my life, I also feel like I need to move my screen. I just want you to know I'm with you very much. I, I can't tell you how many times I also in my life move my screen. It, it, you shouldn't be embarrassed, even a little bit. Even a little bit. Baruch Hashem. Sometimes in life, we, and I like the way you're positioning your head now, because in the kitchen I see, I want you to know, it's, you're very clever. You're very, very clever. I don't mean to call it out. I'm just having such a good time. This is my PTSD from being back, in, uh, from being back on Zoom. It's so good to see you, Rebbe. It's so good to see you again. Anyway, and, and you're doing such a great job moving back and forth. So everyone's doing a wonderful job here. Um, the idea of the Nefesh kiss, you like that seamless transition right back? The idea of the, of the Nefesh kiss is that the Nefesh kiss because it is life, life cannot die. Life can't die any more than salt can go bad. So from the perspective of the Nefesh Bahamas, if I have $10, those are my $10. I need to keep those $10 in order to survive. But from the perspective of the Nefesh kiss if I have $10, the question is not how I can keep those $10. The question is, what can I do with those $10? How can I use these $10 in a godly way? Because I'm not worried about where my next $10 are coming from. Because even if my body dies, I know that I'm not limited to my body. 
I know there's something that's larger than my body. And if I've got $10, then I was given those $10 for a reason. And that's why we don't use the word charity. We use the word tzedakah. What's the difference between charity and tzedakah? Charity is I gave you something. It was mine and I gave it to you. Tzedakah means justice, tzedek. In other words, what is the ultimate form of justice? HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us money. That money does not belong to us. We are merely the guardians of that money. We're holding on to it for Hashem. The question is, when we're holding on to this money for Hashem, what did He give it to us for? Initially, when the godly soul comes down into this world, the godly soul has no idea why anyone would want money. The godly soul has no idea what anyone would want anything in this world. The godly soul only yearns to be back by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It yearns to be back in the place of its maker. But something changes over time. The godly soul learns something in this world, and that's why it comes down into this world. There's something that the godly soul must learn. It learns that the greatest revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu happens in the physical world, not in the spiritual world. And therefore, if we're given money, the question is, how are we going to use it in the godly way? To the degree that when it comes time for the godly soul to leave this world, the godly soul says, I don't want to leave this world. Why would I want to go to the Kisei HaKavod if I could be down here in this world revealing HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Dir B'Tachtonim? This is why the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu did not want to leave this world, because the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu saw that this world was a place where a person could really discover HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to discover, to un, to reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in this world. So what happens is that when a, when, when a soul is born, when a Jewish soul comes down into the world, initially if somebody knocks on the door and says, hey, can I have some money? The godly soul says, why would I want to give you money? Why do you want money? But then as the godly soul matures and it learns the lessons of this world, it learns that only in this world can we really reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because in the spiritual world, God is already revealed. And hide-and-go-seek is a beautiful game, especially if you find. So it's much, much better to give someone who needs and to take care of their material needs. That's the most Jewish thing we could do. So it's not by accident that Avram Avinu is defined by his trait of giving tzedakah. It's not an accident at all. Because this is an expression of being in deep harmony with the actual soul of life, not the soul that animates you, but the soul that is life itself, the chelak elokami mal mamish, that piece of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that lives inside of all of us. And with the, all of this in mind, we now understand why it's so important to not only to give tzedakah, but to, actual tap in, to actually tap into the heart of tzedakah, to tap into the generosity. If a person only gives, that's wonderful. You should still give, even if you don't have the heart to give. You should still give. But if you've only given tzedakah, you failed the ultimate test, which was the expression of your godly soul. I have in order to give. This is not my money. I have in order to give. And with this in mind, I think we can begin to understand why this is such an essential mitzvah and why it's so tied in to the mitzvah of tshuva. Because the notion of tshuva is going back to the true self of who we are. That's what tshuva is really all about. It's going back, reaching in to the essence of who we are, that state of being that is pre-sin. In other words, of course we all do averas. Of course we all do averas. But ultimately, underneath all of the averas that we've done, there's a godly soul that never participated in any of the averas that we did. Our soul remains pure. The entire time that we were doing an avera, we weren't really present. The godly soul was not really present. 
And so what we want to do is tap back into that initial purity that we all have inside of ourselves. And this is what the mitzvah of tzedakah does. The mitzvah of tzedakah, when it's done b'simcha v'tov levav, when it's done b'neimus, when it's done in a way where you're sitting with the ani and you're being empathetic and you're, and you're being kind to them, it's tapping into the true essence of who you are. And that person, bringing about that person, the revelation of that person, has no shaykhs to the world of sin. What Avera? I never participated in that Avera. Memelem avirnes roa because the roa hagzera, that chasvashon, that evil decree that could fall upon a person, it fell upon that person. But that's not the person that I am. As you see, look how I give tzedakah. I am zera avram avinu. So it's not shaykh for a Jew to really do tshuva without the mitzvah of tzedakah. To do, to do the mitzvah of tzedakah comes naturally from the generosity of spirit that we have and that taps into the, st- the person that we really are. You know, I- I'm not here to make an appeal. I- I'm not a young Israel rabbi sitting at Kol Nidre, you know, and saying, okay, who's going to pledge $1,000? Who's going to pledge $10,000? I'm not selling aliyahs here. That's not the point. But I want to share with you something. Every one of us is a member of a family. We're a member of a family. I, Baruch Hashem, am a member of several families. I'm a member of the Berg family, the Mevaseret family. One of the families that I'm a part of is the family of Tomer Devorah. And in you know that's why it says mishpachas tomer devora. It's a it's 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 a family. It's a family, and we all have hakar satov. You know it's easy to make up reasons why we're not makir tov. Well, the teacher that I was close with isn't there anymore, and it's only this person, that person. Shtuyot, shtuyot. We all gained tremendously from tomer devora. I know I gained tremendously every year. I come to tomer devora. I have all these new rebbitzins. I learn from all these students. They're incredible. I learn the most from my students. I have, I'm so privileged to be able to be a part of this wonderful family. I'm not here to make appeals. Other people can do that. They can send out flyers. I'm just here to say a simple thing. We have Allah. We give to our cities first. We take care of the people that took care of us. It's Akara Satov. It's Akara Satov. In this man of tshuva, where we're tapping into the person that we really are, and Baruch Hashem, the Rebbein Shalom, has given every one of us a little bit of tzedakah. For some it's more, for some it's less. But you should know, it doesn't matter. You give that one coin a thousand times, it reveals the true person of who we are. If we have to choose where to give our tzedakah, does it not make sense to give our tzedakah to our family first, to our homes first, to our cities first? Of course. You might say, but my husband, he wants to take care of his yeshiva. Good. So your husband has to take care of his family, and you have to take care of your family. For some reason, I'm not sure why. Somehow the men seem to win this argument, and the yeshivas get a lot more. I'm not sure why that is. I'm not, I mean, I have theories about why that is, but probably not theories that I want to say out loud, and probably things that I don't want to say when I'm recorded. But, for the meantime, suffice it to say that if we have a couple of shekels, what could be better than giving those couple of shekels to the people that raised us? to the people that were there for us in some very vulnerable moments in our life as we were growing into the people that we have. And a person should not think, yeah, but I don't have so much money to give. If you give, you'll give, and it'll change who you are. And that's really what we tried to do when you were in Tomer Devorah. We tried to get you connected to the real person that you are, to the authentic Jewish soul that we have underneath all of us. And again, I'm not here to make appeals. I, I, I Baruch Hashem, I, I'm a salaried employee. I come, I speak, I leave. I think you all know that very well. But I also want to say that I feel very much kashur to Tomer Devora. I feel very much a part of it. And I'm not just speaking about Tomer Devora. Really, I'm speaking about all the institutions that you went through. The high schools, the elementary schools, we have to give generously to these 
beautiful Mekayimus HaKadoshim that we went to. Every one of them, we were loved into being. These people raised us. And I'm not saying that anyone, I'm not here to tell you, oh, you're going to get rich off your tzedakah. But there are people that need scholarship. There are people that need things. And you have no idea. Our institutions, Baruch Hashem and Kala Yisrael, our institutions are not just institutions of education, they're institutions of chesed. I know in the yeshivas that I grew up, and I can't tell you how much chesed went on behind closed doors. Handing a couple shekels to this one, a baseball glove to this one, a baseball bat to that one. And Baruch Hashem, we are institutions not only of education, but of chesed. Because for a Jew, education and chesed go together. So the only thing I want to say is in this season, we all want to be Mavir and Asra HaGzeira. Give. Give to your people. Give to your people. It's always a beautiful thing to give to Klal Yisrael. We have to take care of our family first. That's what, that's what Allah is. Of course we should give to everybody. We have to give to our families first. And so it's a privilege to be part of this. And uh, I, I know I, I know everybody's reaching out to us all the time. We're always getting, uh, we're always getting called upon. And Baruch Hashem. Klal Yisrael can rely on its people, you know. I don't know. I don't know how it goes in the in the secular world. I don't know if they're giving as much tzedakah as we are. I hope they are. I'm just not familiar so much with that world. I just want to say, everybody's reaching out, but when your family says help us out, the first people we turn to is our family. So Tomer Devorah is turning to you again. I'm I'm a salaried employee. I'm not I'm not running the show over here, but I understand. I was privileged when Mrs. Kasorle asked me to do this. I said, yes, right away, Mrs. Kasorla, did I hesitate? I didn't even hesitate a little bit, right? Not even a little bit. Because I know that Tomer Devorah's son's done so much for me. I'm sure they've done a tremendous amount for you. Anything you could give is, of course, tremendously meaningful. But Ezra Hashem, it should be a schus for us to tap into the true people that we are. Please forgive me for the Kol Nidre appeal. I'm not here for your money. I, I do not get one penny more from giving this shir. I don't get one penny more. Like, they're not paying me more to do this. I'm just here to say, I mean, Mrs. Kasorla, I would like to get paid for this year, but that's not the point. I'm saying I'm not going to get a higher salary. I'm not going to get a higher salary by giving this year. No, there's no money coming into my pocket here. I'm just here to say, Baruch Hashem, we were part of something special, and we should pay it forward and continue to make Tomer Devor into the special place that it is. I want to wish you all a Gemar Chasim a good Gebench Jar. It's amazing to see at least six or seven of you, and, and it was also very nice to see all the blank screens. And it was also very nice to see some husbands in the background. So, Be'ezrat Hashem, we should, uh, we should be zeicha only to good things.